Peace. Welcome to The Real Revenue Show. Now, we are a show that will help businesses with different concepts that will help them grow and scale any model. I'm your host, Malcolm Bowser. This is my co-host, Andre Trust. Um, I am a entrepreneur, business owner, podcaster, author, and all that stuff. Um, I'm going to let Andre introduce himself to you. Okay. I appreciate you, Malcolm. Uh, so my name is Andre Trust. I'm, I'm a you know, fellow entrepreneur as well. I, in the past three years, really broke into, you know, doing a lot of business coaching, starting to realize that people really need these concepts and are not understanding these concepts. So being in the predicament to have not only used these concepts, but use them at a high level to be able to, you know, execute on my own businesses. I'm also, you know, I graduated from the Naval Academy in 2016, uh, ended up becoming a Marine Corps officer, was a quantitative economics major in college, which is basically like a, a math an economics degree kind of combined, um, very big on like macro thinking and statistics and data. So was able to use that in the Marine Corps as a, as it, it was a, it was a special officership kind of created later, which is called continuous process improvement officer, which is basically an officer in the Marine Corps that is soul's purpose is to like fix systems. Got it. <laughs> so, so like my goal in the Marine Corps for, you know, several years was actually you know, analyzing systems and fixing those systems and making them optimized. So was able to use that and parlay that into, you know, running several of my own companies to include, you know, my real estate company, mortgage company. I have a restaurant going right now, as well as I've been able to participate in several, you know, high profile deals on Wall Street to include, you know, the, the 10T fund with Dan Tapiero, uh, which is going on right now currently. So, so I'm, I'm excited, bro. Tell the people where you're from, like, or where you're based out of, rather. Okay, so so right now I'm in Jacksonville, North Carolina. Uh, I got out the military here and actually decided to stay here. Loved the environment. I, I loved what it was doing. It's a smaller town, but it had an opportunity for me to really impact the town when it comes to you know helping all of the other small businesses kind of catch up to where they need to be, uh, being influential inside of the actual community, and being able to participate in the community. Man, like I, I'm originally from New York. But, you know, it was a change of pace for me mm. coming from such a bigger city and seeing how far behind a lot of the other cities are. But they're not far behind in a negative way. Mm. They're, they're really happy. Mm. <laughs> this, is, this is a different way of thinking. So I'm trying to bridge that gap between the happiness that you feel in such a smaller town with, you know, big city energy and trying to bring some things here and stuff like that. Got it. So for, you know, quick background on how me and Andre got together. We met each other freshman year high school uh, football trials, as a matter of fact. Freshman football trials is when we met each other. And since then, we've been like brothers and we've always wanted to kind of work together in some sort of business aspect. And uh, he reached out to me months ago and we were, he was talking about his wanting to be able to you know, get out on social media and online and things like that and teach these things. And I wanted to do the same thing. And like fate would have it, like we just kind of did. The timing was just perfect. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's let's. So what this show will be, and I, I made a mistake at the beginning. I'm not just the host. This I'm the co-host. Andre is my co-host. You know what I'm saying? It, this will be a consistent thing because we have so many different topics that we love to talk about just on our own and feel like we are very knowledgeable. Okay, if you just heard his entire resume it's insane and if you've read my book he is one of the chapters in my book um it was the chapter was called trust the process because his name is andre trust so super cool you know i, 
I don't know how I came up with it, but you know, I, you know, <laughs> I got you. You know what I'm saying? So, so today I wanted to talk to you um, about uh, productivity and business management because um, Andre, me and Andre are the same age. However, he is light years ahead of me when it comes to business. So I have no ego about going to him for help and asking for advice. And one of the things he came to me with, because uh, if you guys are familiar with you know, this platform, uh, with the podcast I have with my dad and my stepmom, my brother, we have moved locations and we, have, we now have like a central home base to do the show now, which is exciting, but it can get scary to think about all the work that has to be done and now the business it, it, it went from just like you know a scrappy home business now we ev- we're evolving and that takes a different mindset and andre like you have had your home office like you've been you know what i like to call like doing big boy business for a while so i had to come to you with just some strategies on how to make this happen because uh, as the team is now moving we we, we like to grow and we still want to stay productive and on top of everything so uh, i want you to introduce uh i guess your concept of productivity management and things like that i, I don't even know if i'm getting the term right but you can correct me I, I i got you so and one i appreciate you making me feel a little special and stuff like that thank you <laughs> thank you um but i do like to so one of the things that i kind of noticed with a lot of the businesses that i work with mm-hmm is that there's no real framework that goes into how processes are, are, are made or like how a task is like looked at or like a goal is looked at, right. right? So whenever I work with a business, it's normally like, okay, what's your 90-day goal or what's like your one-year goal? It's like, well, I want to make six figures, mm-hmm. right? Six figures is a very broad thing that could be low six figures, mid six figures, high right. six figures. Right, 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 you know, right. like, it, it, like what does that look like? It, it needs to be very detailed and broken like, down. Yeah. But I started to realize is because uh, when you're starting out a new business, your mind gets very jumbled with everything that's coming in, right? So I was talking, I was actually talking to my partner the other day, and I didn't realize that, you know, we're bombarded daily mm. with close to 14,000 notifications, ads. Um, everything that you can imagine is just coming into our mental. Right. And because we're not built and designed to process so many of those things, we're actually overwhelming ourselves because we're thinking about each thing individually. Right. Right. So the first thing that I like to do is like, I like to introduce the concept of the mind funnel, right? There needs to be a framework in how, in, in how you introduce things to your mind and get it out of your mind. The issue is that a lot of people get that information. So example, like an email comes in, right. Then a text message, comes in, then an Instagram notification comes in. Right. Then it's like, okay, dang, like, ah, I don't know where I'm at right now in the cycle, but I know I'm forgetting something. What am I forgetting? I'm I'm in a lot of pain now because I know I'm forgetting something, but I can't because this email came in that meant nothing to my life. But because I gave it attention to my life, now it's derailed my thought process. Right. Right. So the way I like to think about it is step one to productivity is understanding that there's only three options and you don't deviate from the three options. Mm. So when a task comes in, right. Example, Let's say, Malcolm, you say, hey, Andre, um, you know, I'm thinking about doing this show. Well, I funnel it through the, th- the three options, which is either I'm going to eliminate it and it's trash. This is not for me. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know what I'm doing with this topic. So I got to put it into some form of planning tool. 
for later, or I know exactly what to do. I need to take action on it immediately. Got it. So those are the three categories. Like everything that comes into the funnel gets lumped into one of those three categories immediately. Like, you know, I was, I was talking to my partner earlier before this and my phone rang like 17 times mm. and all 17 of those messages went straight to the eliminate trash portion <laughs> of my mind. It's not, it's not me. <laughs> Cause we, we <laughs> this is, I'm just not going to pay attention to it. It's just not for me. Yeah. Right? And then when the one thing that does come in, you know, okay, this is something I need to plan for later. And I'll mm. talk about this a little bit as I kind of like dive into more of the concepts is okay if i need a plan for it later then it needs to go to what i like to call um my, basically like my planning or my second mind got it right so i keep a a cloud-based system that is like my second mind like mm. it allows me to operate freely and operate at the max because i'm not harboring all of the thoughts that that come with everything like the tedium all day long right because imagine having that tedium in your mind all day long with no outlet or no place to put it or no right. way to organize it or no way to systemize it. So I, I, and I'm actually building this out in, in a course now um, to be able to help people out in the future, which I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. So I, I know we got a shorter time on the show, but I, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll put something out like a wait list or something like that. And we'll figure that out. Um, I'll go more into detail, but um, I break it down into a couple of different categories now. So now that we have the three options, we know exactly where it's like. These are the three filters every time. Whenever something comes in, it's always going to be eliminate trash. I don't know what to do, so I'm going to plan for it later. Mm-hmm. Or I know exactly what to do. We need to get it in some form of action. Right now, I want to label those things by, you know, mentioning basically there, there's four tools or four sections of tools that I use. Right. So um, one section is going to be everything needs to be cloud based. So I have like a file storage online. So. I do all of my business through G Suite, right? And the reason that I do it through G Suite is because there's no lag in my team's ability to get something because it's right. all cloud-based. Right. So because I, I can be omnipresent, I could be anywhere. I can decide to just, if I'm walking one day and something needs to happen, I could just stop at the library and, Yo, and be plugged into the library just the same. And real quick, I remember, like, I remember talking about this because, you know, uh, me and Andre, we have, it's, it's a group of us, and we last year we started uh, annual retreat, right? And that's when we go. We all have our own endeavors, our own businesses, and we all kind of just critique each other's business plan. We give each other ideas. You know, we can bounce ideas off of each other. And you were talking about some of these concepts. And for me, like I said, I worked from home with my family. So at first, it, it was just kind of like I, I don't really need this, but now. More than ever, because like my responsibilities change. Like I have sometimes I have to go pick up my son from daycare, and things still need to happen. You, you get what I'm saying? <laughs> so I still need to get in contact. And the text message thing, even I can call my dad, or I can call my, you know what I mean? It still mm. isn't effective because that conversation could lead to, you know, picking something up from the store when I get back, and it's not focused on business. You know what I'm saying? And exactly. that's what you mean about like stuff just needs to be eliminated or stuff needs to be handled now. Exactly. So having that online fo- folder where you have all documentation for the business, um, all documentation for your personal, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's something that's missed often is, you know, when, you, when you're trying to get more capital for your business or you're trying to do these things, they require all of your personal documents. Right. So like your tax returns, your company's W-2s, passports, social securities, like they require all of these things. So 
if we're applying on a consistent basis, because as you start to grow the business and as like entrepreneurs start to get higher level, mm-hmm. you apply for a loan like once a week mm-hmm. in some, in some scenarios, there was a run where, you know, my partner and I were just like running and gunning with just mm-hmm. money coming into the company because we needed to make plays with it. Right. Gotcha. So how annoying would that process be if every single time I need something, I'm like, Hey bro, would you mind resending me your tax return? Right. Vice is just having it in a place where I don't even need to speak to him now. Right, right. Because I have all of his documentation and everything that's needed. He has all of my documentation and everything that's needed. And it's all organized in an online portfolio that we can access from anywhere. Right. Versus like, you know, being at a faulty point of having it on one computer. And then I was like, what if he what if he's on vacation? And now I can't get a hold of him. And now it's like, uh, or if like if my employees are on vacation or if I if I don't have those things. Right. So the number one thing that I like to have is that online storage system. Mm-hmm. Next is I want to change how people look at email and text. Right. A lot of people live their lives on email and text, not understanding conceptually. Those are just communication tools. Right. Right. They're, they're just a form of gathering information from one person and giving information back to another. Right. So what you should be really trying to harbor from your email is to fill filter all of those items mm-hmm. into the next two tools that I'll talk about, which is, you know, uh, your, your planning or your second mind. And then also your action management tool, which is your calendar. Right. Right. So getting, getting those things, I don't, I don't spend time on, on email. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to look through the email all day. I'm trying to, the purpose of the email or text is to get a specific outcome from it. Mm-hmm. So if I'm emailing you about something, it's to either, let's say for instance, if I notice email is going to take 30 minutes, I'd rather just send you a two minute voice, voice note. Right. Like it just, it just makes, because now I got a back and forth and there's going to be miscommunication and then you're going to interpret it in a tone that it wasn't meant to be interpreted in. And now you're going to be upset. And now you're going to spend 25 minutes crafting a very well daggered email, trying to like make something happen that has nothing to do with anything. And it's not applicable. Two great books on this are uh, deep work and digital minimalism. Both by Cal Newport. So uh, check those out when you want to understand how much email, text messages, and things like that fracture our level of focus on a specific task when we have something to get done. Just the ability, because Cal, Cal talks a lot about that. Just mm. just being distracted for like 30 seconds takes you 15 minutes to regain your ability to perform. When you're really trying to maximize your time, that's crazy to me. I couldn't imagine like trying to do something and then like, yeah. oh, wow. Because me and you have a lot of conversations and it's always like, you know, my team and I are really aggressive about getting things done. And it's like, mm. how are you getting so much done in such a compressed window? Yeah. And it's because like we, we focus on like my entire team follows this framework, by the way. Mm. Right. An idea comes in. It gets filtered. All of our documents are in one place so that we all have access to it. Right. Then email, we use it as a tool in order to communicate and get things across to each other. Mm-hmm. And we have our, our second mind, which is the Trello, right? right? Which is my favorite tool by far. Like, <laughs> like I mean, I talk about this thing, like, I, you, I might as well be, you know, I, I'm not paid by Trello or anything like that. I don't right. have any affiliation with them. Not but yet. If, if I, but I, not yet. Right. Let, let's speak that into existence. But um, I, I just love what they're doing in terms of, I really want to get people to understand that their second mind is a real thing because our minds are not. uh, So I I was actually um, researching this the other day because it kind of tripped me out a bit. 
And I was like, okay, why do people get like overwhelmed? Mm. Because I don't get overwhelmed like that. So I'm like, okay, like not understanding everybody's not like me. So I'm like, okay, why do people get overwhelmed? Because a lot of the business owners that I work with and small entrepreneurs get super overwhelmed all the time. But I'm running like seven businesses. I'm, I have over 50 employees. I have X, Y, and Z. And right. I'm not frazzled at all. So I'm like, okay, how does this work? And I'm starting to realize that it's because I have a framework of how I interpret things that come into my mind. Mm. When you don't have a framework, I, I just recently found, found out about this, is that your frontal cortex shuts down oh we just went to neuroscience okay yeah i was like what like and that's how deep i had to go i was like nah this doesn't make any sense to me like it it really your your frontal cortex actually really shuts down because it helps you make decisions Mm. but like if so much is coming in it puts you in an induced or like heightened sense of like fear so our bodies are still designed as like warriors and like fight or flight like protect like uh, there's danger so our body shuts down to just keep you in the mind of like attack. Mm. So it's hard to make decisions. And because it's hard to make decisions, it induces more stress, which induces your frontal cortex to shut down even more, which then puts you in a state of being overwhelmed. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> That's sense. a whole different ball game of like stuff that I personally didn't understand. Um, I just happened to have a propensity of being able to like, have that framework because of like the, the background that I had um, and stuff like that. And I'll, I'll say this as well. Like when you look up, um, because if you watch, you know, YouTube and things like that, you'll probably see ads for the, some of these things like Trello or stack or, you know, or Monday.com and things like that. These tools that, you know, help productivity in, in your head sometimes, especially when you're starting out as an entrepreneur, you, in your head, you think like, I can remember everything I need to do for the week, or I can just write it down on the board. But sometimes like you don't realize when your thoughts are kind of like all over the place, it can like that one thing that you were supposed to do, that one email you were supposed to actually get to can get lost in the sauce somewhere. And exactly. that's one thing you showed me because I remember I had a project I was working on that I'm still working on, but I remember you told me to create a Trello board for it because I needed so much for the actual project. I needed so much to do, but seeing it on a list, my team seeing it on a list, like this is what we all need to do, like step-by-step made it Mm. way more easier, way much easier. You know what I mean? Exactly. Because the way that I like to, and I'm going to continue to preach this, is Trello should be your second mind. Mm. You should carry nothing on your mind other than the task that needs to be completed at that time. Got it. Because that's what creates that stress. And, you know, uh, one of my one of my coaches was saying, you know, uh, you got to increase clarity in order to decrease stress. To me, that was a bar. I was like, yo, like that that makes a lot of sense. So now understanding that concept for me, whenever something comes in, it gets filtered through that system. Mm -hmm. If it needs to go onto my my tool, I immediately just put it on. I just grab my phone. It's I have Trello on my phone. It's a real easy app. I just go to the section that is organized for it. I just put it in there and I get it off my mind. Right. And then when I do my my daily review of Trello, I then ask myself the question, is this something that I can do immediately? Or if it can, then it gets put on my calendar, which is the next thing we'll talk about. Um, It gets put on my calendar in an action manner. Like at this time, I'm going to be doing X. And then now my mind is clear. And at that time, all I have to do is just focus on that one task at hand because you're so much more effective. Um, you kind of mentioned it just now with the Trello, mm-hmm. right? 
and you putting everything on the board and then being able to execute because you could see everything, right? Right, right. But now imagine this concept, right? It's, it's you and your entire team. Mm-hmm. All of you guys are looking at that board. The average task takes about 15 minutes, bro. That means that on average, you can do four tasks per hour. Mm-hmm. So even in a four hour window, that's 16 tasks, you know, per day. Let's just say you work four hours and the other four, you got to do other stuff. Right. So four hours. So now we're talking about 16 tasks multiplied by however, however big your team is. Imagine if your team is like now 10 people or 20 people, let's say 10 people, that's 160 tasks that can be operated in, uh, you know, actionable steps can be taken on in a four hour window in one day. Right. Right. And the average project is consisting of 700 tasks. So now we can, we're talking about being able to finish full length projects in a week right? because you're able to leverage and and organize your teams. Like I was, um, I had, uh, this one individual come to us because we, my partner and I are pretty competitive. So we set a goal, right? The average restaurant time it takes from start to finish is seven months to two years. We were like, yo, can we do this in 90 days? And this, and this is, you said starting a restaurant. Starting a restaurant. Okay. I've never done, we've never, yeah, dude, we've never done a restaurant. We've never done anything. And everybody kept on saying, yo, seven months minimum to, you know, two years. Right. And tellers now are like, all right, cool, bet, 90 days. <laughs> 90 days. We're just like, all right, let's throw an arbitrary number out there and just see if we're as productive as we believe we can. Yeah. And the truth of the matter is we were done in 35 days. And the, re- and the rest of the time was just waiting because physically there was nothing else that could be done other than playing a waiting game with the city to just approve our notes. Like, yeah, we, we I, couldn't I was, do anything else. I'm not going to lie. I was actually, I remember calling you, like, I think a couple weeks out just to see how you were going with it. Like, yo, like, cause I was seeing, like, your Instagram. I was seeing pictures and things like that. I just wanted to, like, you know, check up. And you were just like, yo, we ready to go. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I was like, huh? Like, how? How? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? There's restaurants <laughs> in my neighborhood that were like the sign went up a year ago and they still don't look anywhere near being ready to be open. Now, the pandemic and stuff like that had probably, you know, had something to do with that, but still, mm-hmm. like, it's, yeah. it's about so, 2022. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, it's, so I, I like to harp on that because once you have a clear picture of the goal, which is what Trello allows for, that's right. why I love it. There's, there's no guessing, right? Uh, as much as possible, I try to get individuals to understand that you should be eliminating guessing. There should be no guessing. Mm-hmm. Right? If you spend enough time on planning up front, all there is is execution. Right. What normally happens is, is because you're frazzled with so much in your mind and there's no system and there's no framework, you come in to start the day and it's like, okay, well, what am I going to do today? Mm. Then you spend the first two and a half to three hours trying to figure out how to maximize the day but you've just wasted the two to three most impactful hours on, on expending all the energy towards trying to figure out what to do without actually even doing anything. Got it. That's what leads to the next portion or the final piece, um, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, of, of the entire basically pie is the calendar, the action, the action management tool. Right. I, this is my number one thing. And, and I, and I, and I, and I'll implore you on this, right? Mm-hmm. Next time you you meet a new entrepreneur, be like, "Yo, bro, let me see your calendar." Mm. Just I, I just and just see what's on their current calendar because you can, I can almost pinpoint to the dollar amount mm. 
how much your company makes based on how in-depth your calendar is. Like I can be like, okay, they're a $300,000 company mm. or they're, they're, they're under a hundred thousand or they're X because it's impossible. It's physically impossible to reach high levels of stuff without being organized and systemized to reach those levels. Right. So I always try to, and I've mentioned this to you. I mentioned this to everybody. It's like your calendar, you should be super proud of your calendar. Mm. Like you should be ready to show it off at all times. <laughs> it's like a badge of honor. Like, yo, yeah. this is my calendar. Right. Because a scripted life is a, is a beautiful life, is an organized life. It, it leads to so much clarity, bro. I, I have to stress this. If it's one thing that I stress is just being organized and having such a scripted, straight, direct, there's no guessing. It's just I know exactly what I need to do is imagine how far ahead you are, right? Right. So this is my routine. I'll share my routine now, right? So every night I shut down at around 930. I just shut off all digital like you can't reach me. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's, and it's because like, if you really need to reach me for an emergency, you'll reach me. Right. Like that's right. just, that's always my, that's always my logic. It's like, or you put your phone on, do not disturb. You actually really don't care. But I have tons of friends that live right next door to me, right, or right by me. So if it's really an emergency and, and you know, it's an emergency. And if you know me well enough, then you'll easily be able to contact <laughs> one of those people that's going to be able to contact me. Right. <laughs> so for me, any, anything else can wait, right? I wake up at about 5.30, 6 a.m., eat breakfast. I mind my business. I do something called a brain dump, which is another thing that I'll kind of talk about a little bit, but I just dump everything that's on my mind into my iPad and I just get it out on the page, right? Because the page starts to reveal the patterns to you, right? So if it's like, hey, this is, this is clearly something that's reoccurring in the stuff that I'm writing down. This is bothering me. I need to address that. I don't know what to do, so I'm going to put it into my planning tool. Right. <laughs> and, and we'll worry about trying to fix that later at a time when I can isolate and, and really focus on that. Um, then I get into work at about 730. I do a 15-minute warm-up, essentially, which is like, okay, what does my day consist of? I've already done my calendar from the day before. Right. I've done the planning from the day before. So now it's just me reviewing like, okay, I know at eight, I'm going to be, I'm going to be rocking and rolling on this. Um, I still have to, um, I still run a mortgage company. So I have to prove certain things for my LOs to do. I'm like, okay, I got to do, all right, I'm good. And I'm just getting myself hyped up. Like it's almost like a game, right? Obviously, you know, me and you are competitors and athletes. I had to recreate some level of like athleticism in my life, even if it's not physical. Right, right. There's now, I have like a level of mental athleticism now. So like I play music, I get hyped for the day, I get ready for the day. And then I dedicate 15 minutes from 7.45 to 8 8 a.m. every day to just getting the tools I need to not have to leave my seat for that entire time, right? Because if my job consists of, right? So I I get my water, Mm -hmm. I get, uh, you know, my pencils. I, I write a lot of, um, I use a lot of markers. <laughs> if you come to my, if you come to my office, bro, it's like a marker graveyard. Like I just like just all day long. Um, but I get all of those things within arm's reach of me. Right. So that I don't have to disrupt the flow. Right. And then I just get into the task. There's no thinking. There's no, oh, what am I going to do for the rest of the day? I'm confused. No, every minute is organized and I give myself real tangible um, I, I make the task a real task and I organize it in a way that it's like, no matter how little it is, I give it the respect of the appropriate amount of time. Gotcha. But I wouldn't, so you're never going to see me 
take a task that's supposed to be five minutes right. and, and dedicate an hour to it. That's what a lot of people do, by the way. I look at people's calendars and it's like one hour for a uh, follow up phone call. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a, a way of procrastination, but still feeling like <laughs> it it's a way. You know I mean, exactly. It's definitely a way of procrastination, but it's yeah. like, bro, you know, that phone call takes five minutes. For <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So put in on your calendar five minutes. Right. I like to do things in 15 minute increments because it challenges myself to sharpen my mind to be able to get it done in such a short period of time. Gotcha. Whereas like, so I'm constantly, you know, trying to battle myself to get better because by battling myself to get better, I then force everyone around me to get better or they're going to get left behind. And that's a real thing. Nobody, when you're in a real environment and everything is transparent the way it is, fear of being left behind is real. Like that's just real. Like you know, one of one of my um, one of my partners, um, he's here and he's working on his course, and I'm like, yo, bro, my course is coming, bro. <laughs> like this is, this is a constant level of pressure. He's like, yeah. like, and now he's like really into it because like it's a constant level of like, yo, if you don't perform, I will. Right, right. You know, so I try to bring all of that together in a way that allows you to perform at your highest potential without having to think about it. You just get those reps in, man. Because a lot of time is just spent on just nonsense. It is. And I won't say nonsense. Let me let me not let me not be that brutal. I'll say but it is. It kinda it kinda it. is nonsense. I'll say it. <laughs> you know, so how do you how do you characterize those things? And I think also a lot of people just don't understand that there's a better way. I've I've started to realize that because I've talked with a lot of entrepreneurs given a lot of lectures, a lot of sit downs, a lot of talks. And oftentimes is they just have no idea that there's even a framework or that the process is even set up that way. Gotcha. So having gotcha. something come into your mind, funneling it immediately and then moving on. It's like, wait, that doesn't make any sense because um, one of the common myths that I hear all the time is like, if it takes uh, two minutes or less, do it right now. Bro, I don't care how long it takes. It gets put through that. It put gets put through that same framework. Yeah, yeah. It gets been, put into the correct spots that it needs to get put into. Yeah, I've been more stingy with my time now. Like, so if I'm doing something and somebody emails me or calls me, and I know it's a stupid call, I know it's a stupid email, I just won't answer until time is allotted for me to get to that. You know what I mean? And <laughs> it's been way easier on the mental because, like you said, when you start and stop, man, especially me, when I I'm doing something. And I have to stop and then re-get back and then get back into the zone again and then reboot. It's it's annoying. So I, I definitely have gotten more stingy with just the time I have on my calendar. And I, like you said, it should be something that you brag about. And last time we were on the, the video call, I showed you my calendar, did I not? <laughs> and, and it was like, but think about, you know, it's funny. I wish I could have recorded that moment because you were really proud to show me your calendar. Yeah. Because it is a badge of honor. It's right. like almost like a stripe for for entrepreneurs. It's like, yo, I got the stripe of having taken my time back. Yeah. That's a, that's such a that's such a pivotal thing. Like you even mentioned um, you know, not taking phone calls. I don't care who calls me during the day. You can't reach me. Mm-hmm. Un- unless like and it's not to be disrespectful in any type of manner. No, no, no. But, but people's perception of what is important versus what is actually important is very different. So I've had, you know, I've had people come to me like really stressed, stressed. Oh, Andre, like X, Y, and Z. You're not doing, you're not doing this. They're not doing that. I'm like, okay, look, first of all, let's stop. What is the real issue here? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, 
well, they didn't send me the email back. Okay, well, what time did you send the email? Well, I sent it at 9.30. Okay, what time is it now? 9.40. That's not a realistic time frame. Yeah, it's not an issue either. What if they're... What, yeah, like, it, yeah. It's, it was... But, like, you would... you. But it's, once again, it's because the framework isn't put into play, right? So the feedback loop is they didn't respond to me. They didn't care. Mm. Versus they didn't respond to me. That's not applicable right now because... They didn't respond yet. <laughs> right. like, the only, the only yeah. thing that's applicable is the non-response, which is like, okay, is there a deadline on this? Right. Did you let them know there was a deadline? And it's like, no, I didn't. So how could you then expect? Like, So uh, the reason that I like to break it down into this frame is because it makes people clear with their intentions. So like when I'm, when I'm speaking to anybody, I give them the necessary tools to give me an answer. Or even if like um, I start to get confused because I do like rattle things off and I, and I, I like run things really quick. Right. I'll take a second and be like, okay, my apologies. What I'm trying to gain from this conversation is this. Here's the points that I'm trying to make in order to back up what I'm trying to gain. Right. And how can you help me in that? Because I'm confused as to how to get that done. It's very different from just like, they didn't respond to me. Mm-hmm. They might not understand what you said, or it might not have been that much time or you didn't articulate yourself well enough in that, in that situation. So it's, it's really trying to get to the root of why entrepreneurs think the way that they do, small right. businesses think the way that they do, and understanding that it's actually a framework problem. You just don't know how to handle stuff coming at you. Because I, ha- I will tell you straight up, I have not been overwhelmed in seven years. Like, I, I just feel like oh, I'm always at optimal. You, you can't, I was, with, I was actually with my accountant, um, uh, we had like a fashion show here in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. I was sitting with my accountant. And she's like, yo, Andre, like, I know we're getting ready to go into the next year. So what are you and Teller's planning to do next? You guys always surprise me with something new. And I'm starting laughing. I'm like, what's, what's wrong with something new? And then I tell her, like, um, you know, I've been doing the private coaching for a while, but mm-hmm. I've been very selective with who I coach because I'm, I'm trying to make sure that I give them value and that I, I prove, you know, beyond just a hypothesis standpoint, like what? what my teachings are doing right, and that right. there is proof in what I'm, what I'm training people on. So I've just been doing this privately for that past, like, you know, two years. I tell her, I'm like, Hey, you know, I'm going to really start taking, you know, my, my coaching a lot bigger. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I'm at that stage now in my life where all of my businesses are on such autopilot. Now I can go train and, and give back and be of service to other people. And she was like, how are you finding so much time? This doesn't make sense to me, you know? And, mm-hmm. She has her practice and she's an absolute monster. Mm. I love her to death. She's phenomenal. She's on top of her stuff. But fundamentally, how she interprets things is completely different from how we're interpreting things. Right. And I asked her, I'm like, okay, give me a brief overview of your system, which is this we'll go into on another on another episode of, yeah. of systems and automate automizing and Definitely. you know doing those things. But I'm like, give me an overarching of just your system. And there was just so much humor, uh, like human capital. Um, you know, input it into it. I'm like, right. okay, here's your real problem. The issue <laughs> is, is that you're not training anyone right. correctly, right? She's like, yeah, but I don't have time to. I'm like, well, you have a Zoom, right? She was like, what do you, what do you mean? I'm like, you have to do that task anyway, right? Right. So why not just record yourself on Zoom doing the task and then labeling the task that you're doing and then putting it into a folder in that online cloud where everybody has access to and the next time that you want somebody to do something, 
be like, hey, go into that online file and I need you to execute said task for me. And she was like, when, when, when can you come through and fix my system? Like, I'll pay you whatever. And I'm just like, but that's like a whole nother ball game of like, yeah. you know, level of performance that you can, that you can get into when it comes to duplicating yourself. Um, having the people underneath you rise to the occasion, mm-hmm. right? Because often I've noticed a lot, um, and I would venture that you could probably ask any of my employees, do I treat them with respect? Mm-hmm. 1,000%. I don't treat them as though they're less than. I actually make it a point to explain myself to them. And the right. reason that I do that is because conceptually, if I can make them better, they'll be able to do more, which they'll be able to produce more. The company will be able to make more, which would then allow me to pay them more, which they would then incentivize them to want to do more. That's where my logic comes from. So I'm not just going to be like, no. I'm going to be like, hey, this is why I want you to do X. Matter of fact, I know deep down you want to start a business. So here's some of the tools that you need to start your own business one day. Mm. I don't expect to have you forever. Right. But I do. When you do leave here, I expect for you to go out into the world and be a productive, you know, a productive giver to society. You know, and, and, and here are the tools that you're going to need to be able to do that. So this framework that, you know, was, was put together over several years from like different coaches, um, different concepts that I've studied, different courses that I've personally taken. Um, just just understanding that I don't really know much. Right. And right. always staying in that pattern of like, OK, let me learn and fix this. So this has been like seven years of me just like, OK, that doesn't really work in this framework. What's next? And I really narrowed it down to those three things, which is eliminate trash. I know exactly what to do. Let's get it in an action tool. I don't know what to do. Let's put it in some type of planning. That's fire, man. So, like, if you're watching <laughs> right now and you're listening, I hope you took notes. I hope you got all of that. But like he said earlier, he is right now crafting and putting together his course so he can go way in depth on these concepts. So, um, Andre, tell them your socials and where they can reach you. And that stuff will be in the description below as well. Okay, awesome. Yeah, so um, you guys can find me on Instagram, Andre M. Trust. I know it's really boring and straightforward. <laughs> it's just my, my, my name, my middle initial, and then uh, my last name. Just wanted to keep it very simple and straightforward. Um, this is something I will say is I'm very approachable, right? I, now, I will say I'm a busy guy. I won't act like I'm not busy. But the one thing I will always try to do is make time for those trying to make make time for themselves, right? I had a mentor and I'll, I'll leave you guys with this. I had a mentor say to me, um, you know, I, he got upset at me. He was like, hey, Andre, like, why don't you ever ask me for help? And I was just like, ah, like, I don't want to bother you. I don't want to be an issue. I don't want to be a nuisance. And you've been such a inspiration to my life and such a, 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 a really positive figure. The last thing I want to do is push you away by asking for too much. Right. And he goes, he goes, Andre, the measure of a performer is by their ability to help those around them. So if you're not able to help those around you, then you're actually not a performer and not mm-hmm. worthy of that title. That's tough. And I was just like, tough. yeah, that, yeah. that was such, that was such a, he said that to me when I was 17, mm. that stuck with me since I was 17. I never let that escape my mind. So now that I'm in that role and deemed as a performer, all I want to do is help those who want to help themselves. I'm, I'm not going to help somebody. I'm not just going to give away the answer Facts. to somebody who doesn't want to put the work in. I'm not here for any of that. Facts. But for those who want to dedicate themselves to putting in the hours, putting in the work, logging those hours and, and, and understanding the pain that's involved, mm-hmm. but also understanding the beauty at the end of the tunnel, bro, I'm here to help, man. Like, sis, I'm here to help. Like, whatever you need, like, reach out to me. Just let me know. That's tough. That's tough. 
So um, my Instagram, if you want to reach out, my Instagram and Twitter is top underscore XTH. Uh, my name is Malcolm Bowser, for those who don't know, and who, for those who are unfamiliar with this channel. And this podcast uh, was conceptualized around the idea that a lot of the channels or podcasts that are available for entrepreneurs or for business owners, they're either at two different, you know, really extremes. They're at either like super, super advanced or they're very cookie cutter, you know, start your side hustle and things like that. But there are people who... Uh, want to take their business a little bit more serious and we felt like we um, have you know the tools necessary to help some people do that very thing so with that being said my name is Malcolm this is Andre Trust uh, this is the real revenue show business concepts that will help you build and scale any business model we will be back for you next week peace